Chapter 7, Sick, 10.08 a.m. Mom? Alex startled his mother as he came up behind her at the hospital. She'd been on the phone, her back to the door, and she hadn't seen Alex and Nunu come in. She dropped the phone and ran around the counter to give them a hug. Behind her, a busy signal buzzed from the abandoned receiver. Alex squirmed as the hug seemed to go on longer than normal. Take your sister over there and wait for me, his mom said quietly. She pointed to the waiting area across from the nurse's station. They canceled school, said Alex. I know. How come? Just just wait over there. But how come? Alex, please, just take your sister over there and wait. I need a minute to think. His mother's voice sounded tight and thin, like a guitar string about to break. Alex put a hand on Nunu's back and guided her to a bench in the waiting area, then pulled out his Game Boy. Nunu stared up at him. Alex? Yep. How come we're not in school? I don't know. What are you playing? A game. Can I see? He sighed, but turned in his chair so he could watch. So she could watch. After losing four games in a row, he handed over to let her play. He couldn't keep his mind on the game anyway. He kept trying to figure out what was going on. First, they canceled school and sent everyone home. Then there was that strange bus ride over here. It was the quietest he'd ever heard a city bus. Now his mom was acting all weird. He snuck a glance at her. She was leaning against the counter with her back to him. The desk phone tucked under her chin. With her other hand, she dialed her cell phone. Then fumbled the phone and nearly dropped it even from across the room alex could see her hand was shaking his mom turned and caught him staring she forced a tiny awkward smile trying to reassure him but alex could tell something was up he just couldn't tell what most of the time his mom was calm and in charge and knew what to do he'd seen her mad usually at him and he'd seen her impatient usually with his dad but he'd never seen her like this and it freaked him out a little alex watched his mother snap the phone shut in frustration without reaching anyone he wondered who she needed to call so badly his mom turned to his supervisor a solid woman with a jaw like a bulldog's they seemed to be having an argument his mom kept gesturing towards the waiting room. Alex reached over and flipped the mute switch on the Game Boy. With the sound off, he could just catch bits and pieces of the conversation. What am I supposed to do? His mother asked. There was more back and forth than he missed. Then he saw the bulldog shake her head. I need you here. This could be a long night. Might get pretty ugly. His mom glanced his way again. He twisted around and pretended to watch the Game Boy over Nunu's shoulder. A moment later, his mother appeared beside him. Alex, I need you to take your sister home and stay there until I get off work tonight. Alex frowned. Why? She hesitated, then took a deep breath and spoke carefully as if she rehearsed what she was going to say. We've had an emergency, and they need me here all day, so I need you to take Nunu straight home and wait for me there. Can I count on you to do that? Of course he could do that. They rode the bus all the time. No problem. Who are you trying to call, he asked, then made an educated guess. Dad? His line's busy. I'll get him later. She changed the subject. You've got your cell phone? He nodded and pointed at his backpack. Baby, I'm sorry. I know it's your birthday. She tried to stroke his head, but he pulled away. I'm not a baby. I know. I promise we'll have cake as soon as I get home, okay? Alex stared at his lap as questions filled his head. He wanted to know why she argued with this, with her supervisor and why they canceled school and who was she calling and what was the big emergency was and why his birthday was ruined. Alex, something in her tone caught his attention. Go straight home and no TV. Play board games or read. Do you understand? She knelt in front of him. She looked as serious as he had ever seen her look. When she spoke, her voice was quiet but clear. I need you to be a grown-up today. Chapter 8. The Man in the White Shirt, 9.01 a.m. The Man in the White Shirt raced up the 
the concourse stairs, searching for a way out of the smoke. When he reached the ground floor, he emerged into a war zone. Burning debris littered the lobby. Smoke hung heavy in the air. He ran for the exit, then stopped at the windows. The outdoor plaza was covered with twisted metal and shattered glass and broken furniture. Part of a desk crashed to the ground 20 yards away, on fire, as more and more flaming debris fell from above. He turned back and headed for the other side of the lobby, just as a company of firefighters rushed in, nearly knocking him over. The firefighters charged upstairs, heavy hoses coiled over their shoulders. A nozzle from a hose caught the man in the white shirt on the elbow, and he jumped away, arm throbbing. Move it! Move it! Move it! shouted a policeman, trying to hurt people to safety. The man in the white shirt kept moving. When he reached the door, he could see pieces of wreckage lying around, but there wasn't as much debris falling on him this side. Not as much stuff on fire. He hoped nothing would land on him. He lowered his head and ran. A block away, he slowed down and turned back to look. There was a gaping hole in the side of the North Tower, 90 stories up. Red flames billowed out, surrounded by black smoke from the burning jet fuel. The man in the white shirt thought of those people trapped on the upper floors and of the firefighters who'd have to climb 90 flights to reach them. He hoped they'd get there in time. How can an accident like this happen, he wondered. The skies were clear and bright. There wasn't a cloud in the sky. Didn't the pilot see where he was going? Someone screamed nearby. He looked over, but they were pointing off to the west. A big commercial jet flew past, heading south. It seemed unusually low. It followed the Hudson River out toward the Statue of Liberty, and then it banked. It made a U-turn and headed back towards Manhattan. It was flying straight at the World Trade Center. The man in the white shirt watched in horror as it disappeared behind the buildings. Seconds later, he heard a loud impact as the plane hit the other side of the South Tower, sending an explosion of wreckage and flames straight through the building and out the north side. He knew that this was no accident.